Hello and welcome to the Built Broadcast. Today I'm speaking to um, Alexia Kirov, who won one of the commendations for her presentation at the recent Festival of Undergraduate Research. Um, Alexia studies an MA in Medieval Studies and um, did her bachelor's at Bristol too. Hello, Alexia. Hello, Johnny. Thank you so much for uh, giving me this opportunity. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, research-rich assessment and uh, research in the curriculum. Um, so my first question to you is, um, when did you realise that um, research was sort of part of your degree? Mm -hmm. um, that's a really interesting question, because I know, you know, when you come from, you know, I came straight from school to university, having done, you know, just finished my A-levels, where the questions are very kind of rigid. You have to say this, this and this in order to get into this band of assessment. And, you know, you could write an amazing answer, but if it doesn't include AO4 and AO3, then it's, you know, it's not going to get the top marks. Um, whereas when you come to university, obviously there is a mark scheme as well, but it's a, it's a lot more, it's a lot more open to kind of your interpretation of the question and things like that. Um, yeah, and in absolutely. terms of when I realised that, you know, research was part of it. Um, well, we were always given the freedom to come up with our own essay titles if we wanted to, or to adapt the existing ones to encompass like a different primary text or text than those that we had studied in the seminars. I should probably mention that uh, my undergraduate degree was in English. So obviously, you know, we're reading a lot of books. Um, you know, we had a set, a kind of set of set texts that we would, you know, study for each module every term. But if you wanted to read something, say if it was, I don't know, it's Victorian fiction, you know, if you wanted to do your essay on a different author from that period or a different Charles Dickens novel, for example, you know, you had that option. Um, but, you know, I didn't kind of go off piece, you know, from the beginning of first year. Of course, you know, when you're starting out at university level, it's probably safer to stick with the primary text that you studied in class, you know, and I think you probably feel more secure in doing that. It's a big enough change, you know, getting used to writing at university level without kind of having to come up with your entire kind of own idea of what you should write on um, as well. Um, but right from the beginning of TB1 in first year, what was really emphasised to us was that we should at least go beyond the reading list in our secondary reading. You know, when we're looking at journal articles and things that if you wanted to get, you know, a good mark, you had to kind of do your own research in that way. Um, so in a sense, you know, right from the beginning, you know, research was kind of integral. Um, and I think it was then that I realised that it's this sort of through the exploration and the kind of journey of looking at different secondary sources um, is where you kind of can solidify and expand your own ideas. Because um, it's like, you know, what do you agree with? What do you disagree with? And, you know, most importantly, are there any gaps that haven't been discussed yet? And can you kind of come in on that part? Um, and I really, you know, always enjoyed that exploration. And I think one of the most, uh, the best things about that is when you start out looking for one thing and that, then that leads you to sort of 10 other things and like different avenues to explore. And I think that's the kind of most enjoyable part of the research for me. And that, you know, has always been a part of it because we've always been encouraged to do that. Yeah, absolutely. When I was doing my bachelor's, it's all mm -hmm. you keep on finding new things that you really want to talk about and you're like yeah. oh this 4,000 words just isn't mm. enough yeah literally <laughs> yeah absolutely sometimes you feel like you could write a doctorate on so many things. absolutely absolutely and I think you know that thing 
4,000 words, you know, when you're, again, you know, in first year, I think our longest essay in first year was maybe 2,500. Even that seems like a lot when you've got to do all the research. And I suppose it is if you've never done anything like that. Um, and I, I think, you know, having to, you know, when we got into second year, 3,000 words, and then eventually 10,000 words, which was my dissertation, and was what um, the paper I gave at the festival uh, was based on, you know, 10,000 words seems like just so, so much beyond anything you've ever done. And that can be kind of, you know, it can make you quite nervous. You know, how am I ever going to finish this? Um, how am I going to, you know, find enough to say that's going to kind of all be, you know, good enough kind of thing. Um, but then when you're researching, as you said, you know, you kind of realise you could go on forever. Um, there is kind of no end point and, you know, it just keeps evolving and evolving. And then I suppose that can make you quite nervous too, you know, like, oh, when am I going to stop? Am I going, if I stop, will I have kind of missed out actually the kind of gem that is, you know, five papers away and I've stopped here and I've just missed out on the kind of best thing that would make it all come together. Yeah, um, yeah. So I suppose, you know, that's that's one of the things that you have to learn to sort of deal with. And I, I'm still learning to deal with in my master's now, but um, I think there was one particular assignment actually that wasn't my dissertation that did help with that kind of um, learning, you know, when to keep going with the research and also when to stop. Um, and I think it was very helpful, actually. Um, you know, and if we're talking about kind of research rich assessment, I think this was a really good example of that. Um, so it was um, one assignment for Victorian fiction that I did in third year. And we had to do a study of a primary source. And I think we were pretty strongly encouraged not to pick a text or like a, a literary quote unquote text. Yeah. Um, so we were meant to be looking at um, these online archives and finding things like from newspapers or magazines and things like that. Um, yeah. So I ended up looking at so many different things, you know, cartoons kind of about railways, which were obviously being introduced at the time and things like that. Um, and our lecturer gave us, you know, I think has been some really important advice that I always kind of think back on, you know, don't be afraid to go down lots of rabbit holes because it's what you need to do. You know, yeah. if you're doing research, you know, you're not wasting time if you come across, you know, 10 things that aren't useful. You know, if, if you know, you're kind of going on the right path to finding what you need to find, mm, you know, they're yeah, just steps definitely. in the kind of journey to getting you where you need to be. You know, obviously, there comes a time where you do have to rein it in and write your 2000 words and get it done. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, just having the confidence to kind of keep going and, you know, looking for what you need to find is very important. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that this assignment helped you for your diss? Like, or did it make you worried that because you had this extra bit of research mm -hmm. what were your thoughts about it sort of at the time and in hindsight like mm -hmm. how did you feel yeah so I think we did this in tb2 um and you know my dissertation was all year so it was it came kind of in the in the second part of that um and I suppose at the time we were kind of happy almost for the break you know at least we had to you know we didn't have to read another massive novel it was um and I think they designed it for that you know they know the lecturers know that the workload is kind of intense at that point so they gave us something where we had to kind of develop the research skills that we'd need for the dissertation but also kind of not take up so much time where we'd have to read this massive novel and then also kind of find loads of secondary reading 
Um, so I think it was, you know, immediately helpful in that, you know, it was almost a nice break from the kind of very intense, you know, days in the library reading loads of things because yeah. you, were, you were finding loads of kind of fun different sources. Um, but I think, you know, in hindsight, it was a very useful exercise to me in terms of, you know, I think just learning to both, you know, be confident in the kind of exploration stage, you know, not worrying that, oh, my deadline's coming up, you know, in, in a week and I'm still, you know, trying to find, you know, what's going to be the kind of best source for my essay, but at the same time also being selective. Mm, yeah, definitely. And how do you think that you're, um, so you mentioned that your what you presented at the research festival yeah. was uh, your dissertation. So mm -hmm. how did it feel for you taking away something that was ultimately sort of something you did for your degree mm -hmm. um, and making it sort of extracurricular? So like mm -hmm. taking out something that you had to do and doing something yeah. by choice. How did you find that? Um, that was really, really lovely, actually, because, um, you know, it wasn't um, until right at the end of second year when I was picking my dissertation that I suddenly changed to doing Old English because I was going to do it on contemporary poetry because not surprisingly I hadn't done too much Old English you know before I came to university it was a, at the end of second year that we did or you know the second term of second year that we started it um, so it wasn't you know always my plan to do Old English but, you know, exploring it during my dissertation is what led me to do my master's now in medieval studies. Oh, interesting. Um, because, you know, I think um, it can seem a bit of a niche subject. You know, sometimes you tell people and they're like, oh, that, that's interesting. Like, how did you get into that? Um, so, yeah, it was it was through um, doing my dissertation, really, that I that I got into kind of where I am now doing medieval studies. So being able to carry this element of my dissertation on from third year to where I am now has been quite helpful, um, given that it has been quite integral to, you know, the degree I'm currently studying. Um, but yeah, just to be able to kind of give it a life beyond, you know, the submission point on Blackboard, because you spend so much time on it. Um, and, you know, having it be part of kind of something bigger and, you know, looking at everyone else's uh, papers which were you know very different you know all on such interesting diverse topics um, was really nice because you kind of feel like especially this year when so much is online it kind of felt more like you're at a like student research community almost yeah which was, which was a really really good thing um, and yeah it was also nice to sort of rethink certain parts of it because you know a, a year on or almost year on you know Hopefully, if I've done a bit more of this degree, you know, you you um, mature a bit as a thinker. So rethinking a couple of elements and also kind of well, editing it down again, because, you know, you can't fit 10,000 words into like a seven minute paper as much as I tried to do. Um, and also kind of making it accessible to people that haven't, you know, studied the subject before. Um, and I think that was something else that was quite nice about it, you know, hearing everyone else's papers that had been kind of, you know, obviously tailored so that everyone could kind of understand them and yeah, kind of get insights yeah. into all of these different subjects. So, yeah, just thinking about your research in a slightly different way, you know, and how can I make this, you know, thousands of year old medical charm interesting to people that, you know, do completely different subjects. And I think that was quite a rewarding experience. 
Yeah, absolutely. I loved that you, what you mentioned earlier, the phrase you used was you brought your research to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the thing that I love about research within the curriculum is that if there is the opportunity to use it further on. We're mm-hmm. not just writing an essay and having it sit. I mean, we don't even have physical handings. No, no. It, it will sit on a server somewhere yeah. um, at the university until, until it's one day deleted. But yeah. what I love about um, research that you can use in the future is that you've presented and that mm-hmm. will forever be sort of something. And we've, we've engaged more students in the topic. Yeah. Um, and I just really love how that can have a much more lasting impact. Than, yeah, for sure. Um, even the dissertations, which you walk past in the library and mm-hmm. sort of look at all the students that they, they sort of have had a lasting impact yeah no definitely um and I'm actually giving a paper at uh, the University of Kent's postgraduate conference now um again based on my dissertation I mean this is a 20 minute paper so it's a bit longer than the one that I've that I gave here and um you know it's not it's not exactly the same thing it's kind of taking another aspect like one of the, the first chapter of my dissertation rather than this one which was the last but again because you know it's a year down the line tweaking it a bit kind of rethinking certain ideas and I think you know what was really nice about having this experience you know I handed in the abstract for this I think maybe two days after I did the the festival you know I didn't know I was going to get a prize or anything like that you know I just really enjoyed the experience and I thought well I may as well try and do something else like that you know give it give it a go and you know it got accepted which I'm quite excited about um but I don't think I would necessarily have had the confidence to to do that if I hadn't you know had that experience um so yeah I'm I'm really grateful for having had the opportunity to you know start my paper giving career if you like um in such a kind of nice and supportive environment you know there wasn't loads of pressure um it was just you know a really good opportunity. Lovely. So where do you think that you're um, going to take your research career in the future, mm-hmm. um, seeing um, that you're well on your way? <laughs> uh, hopefully. So I, I'm doing my master's part time at the moment. So I've got another year until I start my dissertation. Um, so obviously my master's dissertation is the kind of most immediate place where um, I'll be doing that. Um, I'm hoping to do probably old English again um and I'm really enjoying the kind of medical humanities aspect which I've been working on you know with the undergraduate dissertation in these papers so possibly something like that um but yeah I, I am beginning hopefully to think about maybe doing a PhD so um yeah I need to get working on the applications I say over summer maybe if I want to you know get that sorted for next the year after next year um but yeah that is what i I'd really like to try and do at least because yeah I just really enjoy it really there's not um not much more to kind of to give us a reason as to why other than I I really want to um yeah I just find it fun really um I never ever expected to be you know for that to be my plan when I came to university you know I think it's like I'll do an English degree I'll become a high-flying journalist and things like that um but yeah, I just um, found, as I said, you know, the kind of exploration and finding things that you never, 
you know you never knew existed and you've never thought out thought about before you know I found that really enjoyable so yeah I just want to continue that as as long as I can really yeah that's really interesting and of course the best of luck um thank you um so just lastly did you have any other thoughts anything else that you wanted to add um I just um to thank you know everyone at the Bristol Institute for Learning and Teaching for the opportunity that I had um and also if any students are watching or listening to this to to take the opportunities that are on offer to you because I mean you know I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this you know you see things in, in newsletters come into your inbox I think that's how I discovered this and you know you don't necessarily read it or you know you think oh, I'll read that later and you just inevitably don't get the chance to because everyone's so busy um but I just you know I saw this opportunity and I thought well I may as well just submit an abstract you know it's only 250 words what have I got to lose and you know it's it's turned already turned into you know the opportunity itself and now I'm doing this so it's and it's led to me you know having the confidence to do the other paper so yeah just if any students are listening or watching you know take the opportunities that we're so kind of privileged to have at university really. Thank you Alexia for talking to us today uh, there are lots of interesting things that Alexia has raised, uh, particularly the licence uh, she was afforded since her first year to decide her own essay titles and the freedom which that has given her to explore sources outside of the main reading room, um, as well as Alexia's excitement of bringing her research to life within the Festival of Undergraduate Research. Um, and let's not forget the words of wisdom from one of her lecturers. Uh, don't be afraid to go down rabbit holes because that's what you need to do. Um, I'm sure those words. Uh, are words that will stay in our mind for some time uh, when we think about the authenticity of the assessments we're setting and thinking about how we embed research within the undergraduate curriculum.